is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. And that's right. It is all about you. And we want to hear from you, even if your thoughts lack rational unity. <laughs> well, of course, we hope that you can string together a few, but we'll listen to your ranting if that's what you got. And uh, raving and that sort of thing. That's what our show is all about is uh, your ideas, your opinions, and uh, whatever you want to talk about. 360-676-5464 is our phone number here at KGMI Connects. And we've been talking about um, oh, deficits and debt, specifically about the federal government. Uh, it runs a sizable debt most every year. And I found this list of, uh, and our uh, caller Tim yesterday uh, took issue with uh, a caller the previous day who had um, made a statement about uh, deficits under President Trump and that they were extremely high before, and they were high before uh, 2020 and the pandemic set in. But uh, from what I'm seeing, uh, Tim is basically right, $3.1 trillion was the budget deficit in 2020. The year before that, it was almost a trillion dollars, but $3.1 trillion, it really shot up uh, during that uh, first year of the pandemic. And then uh, remained high, $2.8 trillion in uh, 2021, $1.4 trillion in last year, 2022. This year projected to be $908 billion, $921 billion in 2024. Uh, but yeah, just looking back, it's interesting to see this list. Um, and we did have a surplus actually for four years, uh, during the, uh, the second term of, uh, Bill Clinton for all of his foibles. Um, and I mean that you can't attribute any of this to just to sing one single person, uh, obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, those were boom times, but then of course the, uh, wasn't it the dot com bubble burst and things kind of went to heck in a handbasket again, but. Anyway, just some uh, some in- interesting information there. Uh, we want to hear from you, as I said, 360-676-5464, whether you can put a coherent thought together or not. We'll take your call. And uh, let's get started with uh, Rich and Ferndale. Hi, Rich. Hi, Joe. Yeah, coherent thoughts are few and far between these days. Well, it just depends. It, it, <laughs> yeah, well, even our, our governor, who I would like to think is a smart guy, he has a statement, oh, I got COVID, but I'm so thankful I've been vaxxed and boosted. I'm thinking you've been infected twice more than I have been, and you've been the safest guy probably in the state, masks and everything. And it absolutely doesn't work. It does not stop spread or transmission or mutation. So where does rational thought fit into this? I mean, it's just, I'm just blown well, away. You're just not listening because it. that's what the... <laughs> The experts have said the experts have said that well. it that it that it greatly reduces the the severity of the illness and Joe, uh, that is not something that can be proven. Well, especially now, I now uh, it's the opposite is being proven every day. The opposite is being people, proven. Yes, the Joe, opposite that you, people are getting yes. sicker if they've been in fact in, in uh, yes, vaccinated. Exactly. Correct. You are going to hmm. be sick with COVID more, Joe, in your life than I will. I bet a lot of money on I, that. I highly doubt that. I was I was infected just before Christmas, and I barely had a sniffle. I'll tell you that. And I'm glad well, I was. In, I'm glad I was vaccinated and boosted. Joe, I've been boosted twice. Oh, that's good, and that's human nature. We don't ever want to admit we're wrong, Joe. You will die before you admit you're wrong on the shots, and so will Governor uh, Inslee. Well, I certainly will infected, because I, I'm, and, and I don't, I don't infected. intend to die anytime soon. But no, I certainly will. Um, but this heart thing is starting to get traction too. There's just we live in a time of lies. Even our leaders lie oh, to us. And they, they, they do. They do though. He got <laughs> Joe. He's been sick twice with it now. Sure. What does that well, mean? Has anyone ever had that with polio ever? Pol- Vaccinated and then get sick from it twice. Has that happened? Well, polio has started to come back now because people are stepping away from the uh, from the vaccinations and right. people. And, now, see, and so what? Not, what, what does I, that I, tell I, you? I, I mean, now Joe, come on, tells, Rich. Joe. Rich. That is, see, that's the trouble. Redefinition. No, you, no. COVID is not a vaccination. It is not a vaccination at all like polio. I am vaccinated for many things, Joe, but I will not take a shot that does not work. But such what, as the you are, what you are enjoying is a herd immunity to polio. That has been is because we all got no. that. We all got that vaccine when we were kids. Yes. And, and it 
and it did work, but it didn't work 100% until that it, there were enough people that got the vaccination to where it just couldn't survive any longer. But I'm not and worried I mean, about getting it. I mean, if I you know look at you know, look at COVID, it got a heck of a head start. Hundred, hundreds of millions of people around the globe have been infected. So then why is it that the Washington <laughs> Post claims most of the people who are in the hospital with it now are vaccinated? How well, does that because work? the majority of Americans have now been vaccinated. Sixty-some percent. But, not that you know, great. But it's probably the, the worst but, rate of anything. Uh, but hospitalization rates are way, way down from what they were before vaccination was widspread. If you add RSV and flu into it, they're not way down. They're actually quite full. We're talking that, about COVID about here. Ago. We're talking about COVID. That's right. But they do have very similar symptoms and very sim- similar effects but as these other now, respiratory now, but now, illnesses. But, but the, the, the flu, you know, you're supposed to get a flu shot in addition to your COVID shot. You can't just say, oh, I got the, you know, since you got the COVID shot, you shouldn't get the flu. I mean, right, they're different. They're that, different creatures. Did you hear they're going to put those two together in one shot now? Well, that'll be good. I think well, that'll that'll, sense. that is how you erase. That's how you erase the proof of COVID versus flu. You put everything okay. together in the same basket. Well, I'm never going to. I'm never going to convince you about this. No. That that COVID no, is real. That it's really it's a pandemic, real. and that it really it's caused real, yeah. a million people to die, or million it, it plus in this pr- country. Probably a, probably a couple hundred thousand that died from it, not with it. There is a big difference. Even Michelle will tell you that. And we don't know that because they don't separate the of, of, and the with. Very big difference. But anyway, enough of that stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, this House Bill 1513 that's in Olympia, uh-huh. that's the one where they want to make it so police cannot stop you if you have a broken tail. I'm not sure if I'm wording that right. Well, a non-moving violation or, or, say, a minor so, minor warrant, a misdemeanor warrant, uh, something like that. So mm-hmm. we have smart, educated people who say they're really helping us, and they are creating lawlessness. They're taking away consequences to crimes. Now you're going to say it's not much of a crime, but see, Joe, that crime leads to more crime. Little things turn into big things. If Just like they said, they pull over people 8% of the time for uh, drunk driving, and it's because they pulled them over for something else. So a policeman should have the discretion because we do no, have a good police force. No, it wasn't eighty percent of the time. Eight, I looked. Eight, I, I eight. Okay, eight. eight. Per, okay, eight percent. Yes, it was on. It was on the news story. 8%. Right, right. So it was like sixty. The the what the police uh, state patrol spokesperson said was they had sixty some thousand stops for arrest for DUI. Five thousand or so of those were. Where the stops other. were made by and and I understand that, but but then again, so I mean, cannot I mean, if someone is driving impaired, uh, like I said yesterday, can't the officer see? Okay, there's a tail light out. I'm going to follow this person and just see how they. I mean, I right. I've been on my way into work early, early in the morning, three thirty in the morning, and uh, uh, you know, go back, go past an officer. They get behind me. They drive for a ways behind me, and then they. They cut away. I, I I know that they're watching how I'm driving just to see, hey, is this person yeah, out here good. on the street that's this time we, we, impaired? That's what we want. Sure. That's a good thing. Uh, observe police. people. That's what we want yeah. officers yeah. to do. And uh, and I I think it makes sense. I I don't know that, you know, I mean, are there terrible, horrible, heinous crimes that are being, uh, being stopped by? But it's the beginning of a slippery slope of just allowing more crime. We don't need that. Yeah, because, we need to have them you, have all you've the probably, tools they can have. You've probably driven around with a busted taillight. That doesn't mean you start robbing banks the next day. I mean, come no, on. No, but it's good to get them fixed. It is a safety issue in the sure. dark times of year, actually, with yeah. not being able to see your brake lights good. Yeah. And I've had it before with a taillight, and a guy, uh, I get to a store, and he st- pulls over. Now, just not a cop. This is just another person. He says, hey, your taillight's out. I went, look, sure enough. But you don't know if your own taillight's out because you're you're driving it. So you don't, you can't push the brake pedal and look at the lights at the same time. It's pretty hard. But so I, it's, you it's, know, you and I have a different experience though with police than people of color. I don't think you can deny Joe, that. And you can't no, deny you can't that. Deny that. But you can't take now, away punishment for crime because of that either. You can't let I've, people break the law because of their color, Joe. That's insane. But I've been pulled over. I at one time, this was a number of years ago. I was pulled over. I just had uh, started driving a car that uh, my mother-in-law gave to us. That uh, said, "Here, I don't need this van. You, you, you guys have it." So I was driving it on the on the freeway. Got pulled over by uh, a county officer, not here in Watkin, but in a different county, uh, and. He asked for all this information, you know, wanted, you know, uh, registration, you know, uh, yeah. license registration and proof of insurance. Where are you going? Where have you been? He asked all these questions before yeah. 
then I, I had to sit there and, and go through this interrogation before he finally said, "Oh, your your tail light is out. That's why I pulled you over." And then oh, let us go. Maybe, but maybe but he's, he's well, you know, I mean, I'm I you know, in a person of color in a in a in a especially in a rural area, I I can see where they might feel intimidated by that. But that doesn't of. mean you change the law or make special laws for them. The law needs to be uniform for everyone, needs to be fair for everyone. And we are in a sure. time now we're trying to make the law unfair. And how is that unfair? Stupid, I mean, anybody could would that would apply to everyone. Rich, poor. I mean, Joe, if you're driving, you no, if you're driving no, a Mercedes, you get you don't get pulled over. You're driving a, the, the a reason, Hugo, you um, don't get pulled over. I mean, the reason of the law change is because of a, a race thing. That is that that is their explanation of why they want to change the law. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, by and that's large, wrong. yeah, that's stupid. That's that's dumb. You should not get rid of laws because a law may unequally treat a black person differently. Like the incarceration rate, we always talk about the unequal number of incarcerated people because they're black. It's like because they did the crime. The police does not create the crime; they respond to the crime. We have everything so backwards in this country, and there's you know the police killings that happens a lot, unfortunately. But we never, ever hear about police killing white people, ever. Super well, rare. Well, but when a sure, black we, person sure gets killed, it's the end. I okay, mean, tell me the last time there's a protest for a white person get killed by a cop. Like well, a, I don't know about a, a protest, never, but, but never, never, never. But if there, if it's if, if and, and if you go back, look, look in in our our media, you know, go back, look at the Seattle Times. I've seen they've done series on uh, on people suffering mental illness who have been killed by police. And, and and I mean, uh, not uh, not all that? black, not all black Americans, not all and black, so, or, you know, people of color. Al, how come Al Sharpton doesn't hold a big thing over a white person getting killed by police? Well, that's Al Sharpton's thing is what he does. You uh, that doesn't so have. And, you you got to ask Al Sharpton that. I mean, right. that's not his okay, thing. His thing I'm gonna, is. I'm going to say he's racist okay. because he only cares about black people. No. That's all he cares about. All right, Rich. Okay, sure looks that way. Okay, we spent a lot of time on this. I'll let, I'm going to let you go. Okay. No all problem. right. <laughs> I'll talk later. Let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. I was going to talk about the deficit and that when you came on, you were mentioning that we did have a surplus a couple of times. And I, yeah, as for I remember, four years. I didn't realize it was four years in a row. And it was under a Democrat, Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. And we also had a little surplus under Johnson for one year. And toward the end of the Clinton years, yeah, we did have a little surplus in the ongoing budget. There was a, still a mountain of debt from past, but we did pay it down a little bit. We made at least a down payment on the debt. And then when Bush took over, we were kind of in the black. And he came up with the idea, let's do a tax cut. We got extra money, maybe give us more prosperity or whatever. You know, there's no bottom to greed. It's like a bottomless pit. Well, we can have an even stronger economy if we do a tax cut. So the Congressional Budget Office, I kind of remember this, they uh, said that we would have a $9 billion deficit again. We'd be back in deficit territory, and they kind of warned him. But $9 billion is peanuts, you know, so it wasn't that much. So they were going ahead with that. But then, of course, 9-11 happened, mm. and that's the problem if you can't predict. You know, you come up with a budget, and, uh, and then, of course, when that happened, then we had the wars, homeland security, and all the veterans' benefits we have to pay out now. And, you know, since then we've had the banking crisis and COVID and all of these things. Uh, the deficit just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So it's kind of like, you know, hurricanes come. Uh, we we want – it's like people want more services from government than they're willing to pay for. So we wow. keep going into the debt. But we keep – surviving where you know the economy is still pretty strong in spite of that yeah well it is and i and that's true i mean i think most folks appreciate what they get the services they do get but then they think well what about this that i don't need why does somebody else need that why are we paying for that <laughs> you know yeah keep me keep, and i'm just i'm just saying i think we're we're all in that boat where we see yeah the, we, our priorities are different and, uh, but 
a lot of people call up on this show. I heard a few, somebody call up and they were complaining about uh, a trail named for Michelle Obama. So I looked that up. It's only $3.5 million, which isn't that much. And it's, of course, I'm friendly to bike trails because I'm into bike trails. And there's a tra- it's a trail in Atlanta, I guess. It's, it's already built, but they want to extend it. So they've got several funding sources, local and state and stuff, and there's a federal portion. We got a lot of trails in Bellingham, and we have the Greenway trails. And um, I think trails are good because if we spend all this money on Medicare, stuff like that, taking care of people, senior citizens like me, you know, it's good to have trails to keep people healthy because we might right. save more money than we do otherwise. Okay. And there's a road is expensive too. And I heard that Pete Buttigieg uh, is trying to stop a big freeway that would cost billions of dollars that goes through a black neighborhood in Houston. And he's trying to stop that. But the state of Texas, all those things are paid for by several layers of government. And Texas is trying to push it through this neighborhood. But Buttigieg is the transportation secretary under Biden. He's trying to cut back on uh, uh, money that the federal government would push through that neighborhood, divide up that neighborhood. And I'm in favor of trails. Some people say you don't. They don't get we don't pay for them, but I paid in Wisconsin. I was on a bike trail, and I I didn't mind paying a little fee to use that bike trail because they have a few that you pay for in some parts of the country. Okay. All right, all right. Well, and I, I agree with your uh, your point about uh, just investing in preventative uh, measures. In this case, uh, you know, an opportunity for people to get out and be healthy. I, I those those things tend to pay for themselves. We'll take a quick break. We got other folks on the line, Rick, Jim, John, and we'll want to hear from you here on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Don't miss your chance to be a vendor at the 2023 Whatcom County Home and Garden Show. Now is the time to go online and register for your booth space. If you'd like to showcase your products and services to prospective buyers in the Northwest, register now. The Whatcom County Home and Garden Show is the largest home show north of Seattle. It's a great opportunity to get in front of thousands of motivated customers and give your business a boost in 2023. Get the qualified leads you're looking for by being an exhibitor at this year's show. Over 100 vendors with displays on everything from financing to flooring, gardening, home decor, remodeling, building, and everything in between, it's easier than ever to register. Just visit BIAWC.com and select the Home and Garden Show tab. Then register for a booth space, size, and pay online, and you're done. Contact the Building Industry Association of Watkins County for questions or visit BIAWC.com for more info and to register online. The Whatcom County Home and Garden Show, where your home project begins. Lindale Glass is your premier window and door company in Whatcom and Skagit County. With over 35 years of professional installation experience, you can rely on the dedicated employees at Lindale Glass to provide an exceptional install. Lindale Glass features Milgard windows and doors, leading the industry with innovative, high-quality products. You can be assured of a product that is customized for your home. No shortcuts, no gimmicks, just excellent service and exceptional quality from Milgard. Visit a Lindale showroom to learn more or online at lindaleglass.com. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday afternoon. This week has been flying by, it seems like. Let's go to Rick in Bellingham. Hi, Rick. Yeah, hi. I just want to talk about the, the budget. And, and, and Yesterday, there was a, an article in the Tell Times entitled, Republicans Won't List Spending Demands. But anyway, it... And, and he says in there that, that, you know, Biden and the Democrats haven't either yet. But they're saying in there that in order to get rid of the deficit, and we're not talking about the debt, we're talking about the deficit, there would have to be a $14.6 trillion reduction 
over the next decade. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and, and that it would require 25% cuts in all departments. And that if, you know, and if, if they excluded the, you know, the, you know, the sacred cows and Social Security, Medicare, defense, and veterans, it would require an 85% cut in all the other departments. I mean, that, you know, that's some serious dollars. I, you know, I wonder... <laughs> Yeah, I wonder I mean, what people would. I wonder what the citizens would think of that. You know, I mean that, that. You know that that would be some serious changes. It really would, and <clears throat> I, we have to remember that. And uh, you know, the the uh, mandatory spending, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and other programs like that, or social programs that. Um, the I mean that's sixty. What is it? Sixty six percent of the of the annual budget, and then. Uh, as far as the discretionary, what they call discretionary spending, yeah. uh, I mean, defense takes up the, the lion's share of that. So we're not talking, you know, with these other programs and things that seem like, oh, they're, you know, they're a waste of money. Um, and maybe, and some of them likely are, but I mean, they're not this huge chunk of the budget uh, in no. the year. And I personally, I think that investing in our, uh, our retirees are investing in and health care through Medicare, Medicaid. I think those are bills that help pay themselves. I think they make our nation stronger and better. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of those people, so <laughs> so I agree with that. Okay. You know, also I want to talk about the the vaccines. You know, Rich was saying that that they're going to combine. The vaccines and and they're not they you know they they can't that's impossible because they have the flu and COVID require two different antibodies. What what they are recommending is that you can take the shots at the same time. They're okay. two separate shots. You can take them at the same time. I mean, the last time I got you know I got my my last COVID shot and a flu shot in in October. Uh huh. You know and you know and there were there were separate shots. Yeah. You I know, they're not they're not one shot. That covers both because the that they can't do that. I I wonder if they could put the same. I mean, put different formulas into the same same well, syringe. I don't know. Well, Maybe. well they, they at least they, according to this one website that I that I read, they can't. Uh-huh. Well, because, I, yeah, they have to be re- different formulas, and I and I yeah. don't know if they're a different style because this says the 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 COVID shots or most of them, you know, are the MNRA, yeah, the Pfizer and the uh, the um, other one the. I for the names uh, Moderna. Uh, yeah, those are those MNRA. The other one, uh, Johnson and Johnson, which is has had some safety questions about it. That's a different style, and I think it's more like the traditional, um, the uh, you know vaccine that we've seen. But yeah. well, according, well, according to according to the website, I don't think the, the the problem is that you know you you can't you can't combine two antibodies, mm-hmm. and and the and the COVID. And the flu require two different antibodies, uh-huh. and so they require, and so they're going to require two separate shots. You can take them at the same time, but they're two separate shots. Uh huh. All right. Thanks, Rick. Okay. Appreciate your call. Let's see. Quick before we take a break, let's go to uh, John in Ferndale. Hey, John. Hey, Joe. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Uh, you know. When I listen to the show every day, you know, and I do my, my little contribution, the thing that I'm struck most by is the two absolutely separate realities that we live in. You know, like in in one world, you know, woe is me, our our leader, you know, the the vote was stolen and and uh, you know on on the other side it's it's what the courts decide it's 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 what the voters decide like i am stuck in this reality i i can't just uh, you know for whatever reasons make up lies and say oh well you know obama wasn't born in this country he he was born in kenya i mean like i can't even i, I can't tolerate a moment with the relatives that I used to know, which I've cut out of my life forever, okay, because of the racism, right? It started with Obama. He's not from this country. He's a Muslim, and now it's carried through 
past, you know, our former disgraced criminal president, now into the like science and reality of vaccines and technology and, and medicine. Now we're talking people's lives. It isn't, oh, I want this tax break or I want that policy. Now, we're, now the rubber hits the road when we're talking about people's lives. And, you know, I, almost, I think Rich has this, he gets a perverted sense of power knowing that he's putting people's lives at risk. Not only with the vaccine, right? Well, it's thing I'm... about uh, we should be able to just slap each other. You know what? If you slap me, the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a punch to the face, and then the back of your head is going to hit the ground because what? it doesn't stop with just one slap, right? It's it's this well, this well, anti-American well, attitude towards our government, towards our FBI. I just want like Trump supporters, you know. You, you guys no, no, nobody are, is slapping. are going out on I mean, a limb that you're not going to be able to come back from. There was this anti-American, okay. anti-civilization. I don't know okay. where you're going. Okay, your, John. Your, your, but oh. I, I, I suspect, and I appreciate your call, but I, I suspect that Rich's motivation is not to, to really to just to speak his mind. It's not to put, you know, really ideas and I mean maybe he wants to put ideas in other heads but uh, I don't get that I don't get that sense I think he just wants to say what he thinks about all this and I don't think he wants to put people's lives in danger let everybody make their own decision but uh, we'll take a quick break I think they could make better decisions and I but that's just my take but uh, we'll take a quick break and be back with more with more in just a moment here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464 Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. Wave away the winter blues with $270,000 in cash, free play, and trips. Win your share of paradise every Friday through March with hourly drawings starting at 6 p.m. The Hawaiian vacation of your dreams is closer than you think. Earn entries by playing with your Reef Rewards card. Claim one free daily entry. Unlock fuel discounts of up to 25 cents per gallon at Lummy Bay Market next to Silver Reef when you swipe your rewards card at the pump. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What's the matter, Bill? I got a bad case of the shingles. Oh, ouch, I hear that can be painful. <sighs> yep. My mother-in-law had shingles. Mm, everybody does, Dave. I've never had shingles. What do you have on your roof, then? Oh... Time for a new roof? Whether you're looking for new shingles or a TPO membrane for your flat roof, residential or commercial, Jostens Roofing has got you covered. Family owned and operated, Jostens has been serving Northwest Washington for over 20 years. Jostens Roofing offers competitive rates and takes great pride in their work. Nobody likes having a bad case of the shingles. Go to JostensRoofing.com for your free quote or call 360-815-ROOF. Licensed, bonded, and insured, Jostens Roofing guarantees their work and has financing available. So schedule your new roof now before the damage outside your home starts to damage the inside of your home. Jostens Roofing, J-O-O-S-T-E-N-S. Go to JostensRoofing.com. latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Oh, 
We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. And let's go to Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I'd like to take you up on that uh, coherent statement uh, challenge you said at the beginning of your show. Okay, so you got one uh, for us? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'll I'll give you an, an, an example before I start talking because my part, probably won't be coherent, but (laughs) Joe Biden said he was touting his affirmative action uh, program uh, in his administration. And he, he said that half of the women in his administration were women. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank goodness. At least half of them are. (laughs) I'd like to talk on the budget for just a moment. Okay. And then I'll get off the phone. Okay. Uh, you know, everybody's touting uh, Bill Clinton for his achievements on the budget, but I'd like to remind them that uh, it took two to tango, and the mm-hmm. other participant was Newt Gingrich. Okay. Well, that's and, fair. And, and that budget agreement was mainly the work of the House of Representatives. And, but you have to give uh, uh, credit to Bill Clinton in that he didn't veto it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's and fair. Al- yeah. Also, also, I have one quick comment on uh, the budget recently here. Uh, now, as you know, COVID almost shut this economy down completely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it took a lot of money to to spur it by uh, uh, endowments to everyone in to supplement their their paycheck uh-huh. and uh, earlier in Trump's uh, reign uh, in the in the 19 uh, in the 20 uh, teens okay. uh, he rebuilt the military. The military was badly depleted, well, and, and he upgraded heard. all I, that, and it I, took a lot of money. The military wasn't had not been uh, neglected to the degree that I think a lot of the rhetoric uh, led some to believe. But uh, there was there was a lot of spending, and there were tax cuts, and the, the whatever. However noble they may be, tax cuts do take money away from the government and increase the deficit. So I, I just, I'm just saying, and I know there are some that, uh, many that believe that tax cuts are are sacred acts that uh, should be perpetuated, but they're going to increase the their the debt. They're going to, they're well, that just that. Uh, thanks, Bruce. Let's go to uh, Jim in Seattle. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. Go ahead. Well, the thought that just occurred to me is uh, why do we have to have the rich so rich in the first place? Uh, There was a guy on alternative radio, which was taken off the air on uh, PBS, the uh, local station that you get up there in Bellingham. It's KUOW. Stephen Berzutska or something close, close to that. He's been on a few times. He actually proposed uh, – he's a Washington State person. He's a teacher at uh, UW, uh, University of Washington. He proposed a maximum salary of $500,000. So some people would say that's outlandish, but uh, we are so used to being hearing the same range of opinion. Uh, Obama said it was between the 40s, and I contend it's between the right-wing 40-yard line and the right-wing 20-yard line. Uh, you never get to hear anyone saying that. Uh, I've mentioned other things from Gore Vidal before, but uh, I also mentioned that uh, Vijay uh, Prashad, he's a leftist. He's been on alternative radio. Uh, he says the reason the world's uh, so poverty-stricken is uh, because uh, the rich aren't paying their taxes. Okay. And, and it's also true that the, the rich, like uh, Jeff Bezos, all those people, they do not pay high wages either, and they work their people very, very hard for menial wages. And then if they try to form a union, even to get a claw back or a little smidge or something, they get a bait and switch. 
which is like he uh, gave them a $2 raise on the contract. I think that was the one in New York City. Uh, but then he took away health benefits so that they actually probably are going to fare even worse. So, okay. uh, And then there's the type of people that have been ingrained to think that this is the way our country should be. Uh, he was going to volunteer in Ukraine uh, from the United States. He was going over there, and he said for some reason it was on MSNBC. He said, I always want to be in a country where you can buy, uh, buy something for $2 and sell it for $5. So that's the huckster mentality. And um, uh, so I, I will say one thing. As much as people talk about work, because work and labor is the only thing that creates wealth. It's not capital. Capital must be mixed with labor to create wealth. And so we live in a country that's capitalist, meaning if you're a shareholder, you get paid for the share, for just owning the share of stock, the dividend. You don't have to work at all for it. So Naturally, it's not enough to, to make a difference in most people's lives, which is why uh, we're getting poorer and poorer, uh, as Michael Perrini well, said, headed for but the many, third worldization of everywhere. But and many, so, but, but work, many workers do benefit through, you know, at, you know in their own investments and, yeah, their retirement. I mean, right I, I have not found that secret uh, formula, but there are many that do. And uh, so there are ways that people, and I understand what you're saying, Jim. I don't know that saying, uh, okay, the most you can ever make in your lifetime is $500,000. So, all right, well. Where does the rest go? I, there, I mean, say you're an entrepreneur, you create something that is wildly popular, and you can only make five hundred thousand dollars. And and I, I mean, I could live very comfortably on that. I think most of us could. But where I, I, there's so many questions, but I don't know that that's the best way to go about doing it and you know, throw that kind of uh, governor on our economy. But let's go to Michelle in Bellingham real quick. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, <laughs> I, uh, with all due respect to John, whom I, you know, uh, agree with sometimes, um, you know, John Ferndale, um, right. I, um, I, he agitated me a little bit when he said he cut some people out of his life. Um, not quite sure what he was referring to there, but, um, that I think is, I'm not trying to pick on John. I'm sorry, John, if you're listening. Uh, but I think that the fact that, um, I don't think any of us should cut anyone out of our life from the standpoint of, of the opinions that we express. I can talk with anybody about anything, whether I agree with it or not, and I always have been able to do that. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to – I will say something like, well, I'm, I'm afraid I can't agree with that at all. Or, you know, I'll try to be somewhat polite, but I'll definitely be firm if I disagree, you know. And, of course, um, the only people that I absolutely refuse to talk with in terms of wanting to affiliate with them in any way, shape, or form are, you know, hardcore criminals. And I uh, I just – all I'll do with them is try to find a way to put them in jail if I can. And, you know, they're uh, not the kind of people I want to have anything to do with whatsoever. Now, rehabilitated criminals, so people who haven't committed horrifying, heinous crimes, that's a little different story. But anyway, um, I mean, I've known a few of those, and, and okay. they're okay. I mean, I admire them for going through what they went through and, and became rehabilitated. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is we should be able to talk our whole problem in our society is we're not able to talk to each other about things that we don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. And the other day, a guy uh, said to me, I hadn't seen him in a long time here in Bellingham, and he goes, oh, how's your husband? I go, oh, I never had one. I'm a gay woman. He goes, you're gay? And I go, well, yeah, I'm open, openly gay for my whole life. He goes, oh, I didn't know. I guess we never talked about it. You know, you're going to go to hell for that. You know, and <laughs> all I said was, well, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. But, uh, I'll See you there. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't get angry. All I said was, you know, well, you're entitled to your opinion, but I don't agree with you and and, uh, so forth and so on. But the point is, if I saw the guy again, you know, and he said hello to me, I would. 
I would say hello. I wouldn't cut him out. Okay. And I I did lose one friend uh, during this uh, pandemic period who um, thought that I was supporting Trump because I voted for some. Apparently, she became a very extreme lefty and uh, thought I was supporting Trump because I voted for some Republicans in the midterms okay. in in hopes of getting crime down. And by the way, kudos to Alicia Rule. Oh, I really am proud of her for uh, wanting to reinstitute the police, pr- or, you know, fix the police pursuit. Uh, police pursuit thing. Uh, All right. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Alicia. All right, Michelle. But anyway, well, I, I just gotta, wanted I... to tell you, we need to talk to each other. I agree 100%. I've got to take a quick break and we'll continue our discussion and our communication in just a moment. 360-676-5464. Cascade Radio Group invites you to the first Chili and Chowder Charity Cookoff this Sunday at Gruff Brewing in Bellingham. Your admission gets you tasting tickets and a vote. Sample from the best restaurants in Bellingham, then cast your vote for your faves. 10 plus restaurants will be vying for your vote. Proceeds benefit domestic violence and sexual assault services of Whatcom County. The Chili and Chowder Charity Cookoff this Sunday, Gruff Brewing, noon till 3. $15 at the door, benefiting DV SAS of Whatcom County. A 21 and older event. It's the final weekend of DeWard and Bodie's Red Tag Sale at all three stores in Bellingham and Burlington. It's your last chance to shop and save with markdowns up to 40% off on Whatcom and Skagit County's best in-stock selection of appliances, mattresses, and barbecues. Find special red tag savings on hundreds of models with many prices too low to advertise. Laundry sets, refrigerators, wall ovens, cooktops, ranges, and so much more are all on sale and ready to deliver. Shop this weekend and pay no money down and no interest for two full years on qualifying in-stock orders. DeWard and Bodie's 30-day local price match guarantee ensures you'll always get the best price in town on in-stock products. DeWard and Bodie services the products they sell, so buy in confidence with their worry-free warranty options. Visit the Bellingham Appliance and Mattress Showroom on Meridian next to Home Depot, the Bellingham Appliance Outlet Center on Hannigan Road, or the Appliance Showroom in Burlington next to Costco for the final weekend of the annual Red Tag Sale. Financing OAC qualifications apply. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. What does the first quarter of 2023 hold for investors? Edward Jones has you covered. I'm Michael Danino, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We answer that question and more in our new quarterly market outlook report. Reserve your copy today. Call me at 360-647-5761. That's 360-647-5761. Or check it out for yourself. Visit edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Life is a series of moments. Big moments, small moments, moments you want to bottle up so they can last forever. At Edward Jones, we want you to make the most of all of them. Whether you're planning for a trip of a lifetime, retirement, or just need some everyday advice along the way. That's why an Edward Jones financial advisor like me works with you to build a personalized strategy for today and tomorrow. Life is for living. Let's partner through all of it. I'm Edward Jones financial advisor, Michael Danino. Call me at 360-647-5761. Edward Jones, member SIPC. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Oh, we have time to take your calls here at KGMI. Let's go to Rob in Bellingham. Hi, Rob. Oh, we lost Rob. Let's go to Jack and Everett. Hi, Jack. Hey, good afternoon. First and foremost, Michelle should be mayor up there. Okay. She's the one that seems to have the most common sense out of everybody that calls in. Secondly, as far as the budget goes, you mentioned Clinton had a budget surplus for four years. That was due to a one-time accounting maneuver after we, after closing bases, and that budget surplus never went to pay down the debt. The last administration that actually reduced the debt was the Eisenhower administration, and it wasn't him. It was the Congress that did that. Okay. Uh, then you and the gentleman from Seattle— the communists were talking about how socialism bailed out the banks. That would be if we had a central bank. 
We don't. We have a Federal Reserve, which is a private entity. So what happened was, is in this corporatocracy that we have, is they strong-armed the taxpayers and robbed them to enrich their own pockets. Well, I I know that that's and that's a position there that that's popularly held on on the right and the left. But I think that if we had allowed, and I'm no fan of big banks, believe me, but if we had allowed major banks as we that to to completely go under uh, without, in one way or another, rescuing them or buying them out, um, we would have maybe probably sunk even deeper into a recession and likely a depression. I mean, that's, that's what brought on the great depression back in the thirties was the failure of banks and, no, and, and Russia's on, you know, people, I mean, the banks, they don't just hold their own money. They hold the money of, of all, you know, of many, many people and uh, businesses and uh, uh, other entities. And so if they fail, all that, Capital just disappears, and all that wealth just disappears, whoever it belongs to. So let them steal the populace. Well, it's, it's I mean, I, I understand. what but, happened. Well, yeah, they were bailed out, but uh, in, in many cases that, you know, those who were in charge did not stay in control of those banks. But, um, I mean, look at WAMU. That disappeared. Uh, they engineered a, ba- a buyout and... Uh, what was it? Uh, City Citibank that took it over? No, um, no, Bank of America uh, Chase, or Chase took it over. Oh, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Well, at any rate, those stocks went from one hundred and thirteen dollars a month before the buyout to seventeen cents. Yeah. Same thing with mm-hmm. Mac down in California. It was yeah. a hostile takeover. Well, but see, WAMU was a failing bank because of uh, what it had, you know, how it had functioned. But then it, they it, were it, no, they were in no worse financial position than all the other ones. Well, were, that's they, not they, true. They, they were, they were, in the, they were into the, uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 the whole. Everybody was trading on derivatives. Sure, but there were some that were in it way further than others. That that bank, WAMU, Bear Stearns, um, you know. Uh, it, so, well, it, it it was failing, and I, I I guess we could go back in time and we could say, okay, let's let's let all these fail and see what that. I, I, I mean, I'm not an economist, and I don't think you are, but to say let's just we, let them all them fail. Well, because they are they're not a, not entities anymore. I mean, no, no, I'm talking about the ones that received it. Well, many of, of America, well, a lot of those dollars in one they day. they did pay those back. I mean, many of those loans were paid back. I mean, really? Yeah, they were. Go back and look. I mean, much of the stimulus that uh, under uh, Obama was in the form of loans that kept these industries afloat, including the car industry. And I think to you know, were we going to just let G- GM go under? And I, and once again, it was it was. A socialist move, sure, to have the government step in and say and keep these uh, these companies afloat. But what was the alternative? Uh, would we rather have that happen? I guess we can continue to debate that. But thanks for your call, Jack. I want to get to uh, Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Hi, Joe. Hey, I wanted to tell John. I think he's right. I think people do live in two different realities because I don't know how many times I've heard him call in to the show and say that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation and building on what Michelle said. I heard a quote on late night radio. The guy said it, his dad said to him and he said, you have every right to disagree with me. You have no right to be disagreeable towards me. And I think John should think about that for one second. And my last comment would be, or question, do you have any thoughts on this physical that Biden has been skipping out since mid-November? No, I wasn't aware that he's been skipping out on a physical. Yeah, he was supposed to get it in November, then it got pushed to December, then it was supposed to be done by the end of January. And now it's supposed to be done by February 16th to be continued. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. We'll see if he's hiding something. All right. Thanks, Tim. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. 
Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. KPUG is the sports leader, bringing you complete coverage of the Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies, and our high school athletes. We put you in the stands of the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, the World Series, March Madness, and state championships. Plus, KPUG features the best in sports analysis and entertainment, from Dan Patrick and Jim Rome to Mike Greenberg and our own Mark Skolton. If it's happening in sports, it's on. KPUG 1170, 97.9 FM, KPUG 1170.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. We've got time to take your calls here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464 as the man said. Just a minute or so left, but uh, we can squeeze you in. got a caller uh all right we got alan on lummy island joining us hi alan hi joe uh listen to you all the time and enjoy your show uh appreciate it i just wanted to recommend a book okay that uh, i think uh might be beneficial to some of your regular callers uh it's, it's written by eric hoffer and it's called the true believer okay Eric? I'm not sure if you're familiar with that book. I'm not. Uh-uh. H-O-F-F-E-R? Yeah, Eric Hoffer. He's a yeah. self-made man. It was The book, I think, was printed in the early 50s. Okay. And basically the premise of the book was that the people that are extremists on the far left and the far right are basically the same personality. Um, and uh, That's hard to argue they, with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay. Maybe somebody will read the book and again comment about that. <laughs> the True Believer by Eric Hoffer. H O F F E R. All right. Thanks, That's Alan. A good book. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. I'm, I'm intrigued Bye. now. I'll have to check it out for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a short read. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. You'll find it. I think you're I think you're onto something there, and I think he was too. If it, because there is that uh, you know. When things get to so far and in the extreme, they they end up at the the bottom of the circle. There, they 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 hit. But uh, that's all the time we have here on KGMI Connects today. Thanks for everybody taking part, and we'll be back tomorrow for the Friday edition of KGMI Connects. See you then. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the Upside. The Whatcom Dispute Resolution Center, or WDRC, is a local nonprofit dedicated to providing constructive and collaborative approaches to conflict. This past October, the WDRC honored five remarkable individuals, organizations, programs, and projects at the 19th Annual Peace Builder Awards. In facing the challenges of the past year, each of the award winners represent unique, collaborative, and important efforts, like the Education Award, which was presented to Daniel Anderson at Assumption School for his dedication to students and families impacted by COVID-19. For a complete list of award winners, visit WhatcomDRC.org. The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry. They are the largest buyer and seller of gold and silver in the Northwest. Bayside Coin and Jewelry in the Iowa Business Park. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. From Mount Baker to Bellingham Bay and beyond, KGMI and KISM HD2 Bellingham. From the West Mechanical Studio. USA News. I'm Dan.